Hello and welcome to the Why Behind the What. I'm Nathan Elbert. As always, I am so glad you are listening to this podcast. We are on season two of the Why Behind the What, and this season our theme is ancient contemplative spirituality for today's transformation. In this episode, episode two, we are talking about silence. Oh, see what I did there? Silence. It's like a pinter pause for our theater nerds out there. Awkward, maybe? Okay. I want to share with you my journey with silence. I want to share the importance of it for the spiritual life. I want to give you some advice for how you can enter into silence. And then we're going to end the episode with a chance for you to enjoy a prolonged amount of silence. While I was living in Chicago, Uh, One of my apartments was on the corner of a busy intersection. It was a mile down from one of the local hospitals, and so the street that I lived on became a main route for the ambulances. The hustle, the bustle of a noisy city life, it has a way of becoming a white noise. It can lull you to sleep. You, You almost don't hear the noise until the noise is no longer there. And most evenings in the middle of the night, I would wake up to a moment of silence. The stoplight at the intersection turned red, no cars were moving, and the ambulance traffic and sirens ended. Yet as soon as the light turned green and the hum of the car started up again, I would wistfully fall back to sleep. It surprised me when I finally noticed this that the silence would wake me up rather than a honking horn or an ambulance siren. It was silence. Silence got my attention, even in sleep. Not only does silence wake me up, but it can also uh, freak the heck out of me. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a city boy at heart, but heading out into the woods or a quiet rural environment, especially at night, it creeps me out. It's dark. No one's around. There are bugs. Who knows what might happen to you out there? It's freaky. The silence allows us the opportunity to learn how noisy our world is, though. It can also show us how loud our minds are and our thoughts are. And sometimes, silence can be deafening. And silence has the power then to deafen the noise in our lives. I first realized the lack of silence in my life during a 12-hour silent retreat during grad school. We took a class to a local monastery and we spent 12 hours in silence where we weren't allowed to talk or do homework or anything else that seemed productive we just had to be there in silence. I spent the first few hours wandering the grounds, walking through the cemetery, sitting in the chapel, just waiting for something exciting to happen. Or I journaled on a picnic table for a while. Um, At one point in the afternoon, though, I went to visit the bathroom, only to find that the acoustics were amazing. And so I started singing because that's what you do when you're a former singer alone in a bathroom with killer acoustics. And I sounded good, friends. Sounded good. Yet as I was washing my hands and I was looking at myself singing in the mirror, I had this staunch realization. Not only was I no longer silent in that bathroom, but I realized that over the entire day, I had been humming the whole time. Just a song going through my mind the whole day. And here I was thinking I was silent on a silent retreat, but I wasn't silent at all. In that moment... I had this realization how noisy my life was and how I constantly filled silence by singing a tune. 
This got me thinking about how often I fill silence with noise. I mean, I always put music on thinking it would help me to be more productive. My mind was always racing about to-do lists and tasks to complete and work ideas and, and daydreams for future projects and life goals. Yet I sensed over time that this noise was becoming too much. I started actually to find myself craving silence, whether it was after a large event or a family gathering or a car ride. I just needed silence. Now, I always listen to music and podcasts in the car while I was driving, but I started to put on the what I call the silence station. At the time, I don't think I really wanted the silence. Instead, I, I just wasn't sure I could handle any more noise, both externally and internally. The noise was actually blocking out the silence that I was longing to hear. Silence, though, is awkward. It's uncomfortable for many of us. Henry Nouwen, one of my favorite authors, he describes silence as a fearful thing that causes itchiness and nervousness. I totally think he's right. If you ever attend uh, a church service or a memorial service or some event where the leader encourages a moment of silence, that gets real, really weird really quickly. I mean, three seconds seems like six hours. And if it goes on too long, your heart starts racing and, and people start nervously coughing or you start hearing ruffling of papers and someone's stomachs growling and, and it just gets weird. But silence is difficult and it's awkward, I think, because we easily fill the silence with things we do not think is noise. And yet it ends up silencing the silence. We fill silence with music, this podcast, and words. Our incessant use of technology stifles silence as we're inundated by dings and chimes and vibrations and notifications on our smartphones. I think there is an epidemic of noise in our culture. Tweets, posts, shares, likes on social media, even though these are silent actions, they fill our minds with noise. If you have kids, you might be constantly listening to Christmas songs on repeat in the summer or episodes of Bert and Ernie over and over and over and over. Not that I have any experience in that, but I do have a really good Ernie voice. But the first step we need to take is to become aware just how noisy our lives are, to learn what is deafening the silence and what noise is filling our minds. As I started practicing entering silence, having uh, moments and prolonged moments of silence, my mind would usually be racing a mile a minute. I mean, random thoughts would pop into my head, such as something I had to finish, or maybe this uh, a random memory from my childhood, past ideas, ideas for work. And then anytime I did have a thought about something, I would start thinking, oh, is this thought from God? What about that thought? Are, is Jesus speaking to me right now? Are you there? And I would go down this rabbit trail of mind wandering. But the more I incorporated silence into my day, the more I became comfortable with it. The more I realized that it wasn't something passive, but actually it was a bit of a mental workout. The more I practiced silence, the, be the better I became at letting thoughts come and go while simply trying to remain present to that present moment. Because the practice of silence allows us to listen better, to become comfortable speaking less, and I'm convinced to be able to hear from God. And so I started having these pretty powerful experiences in silence. It was as if 
that in the silence, I could finally hear what my soul and my emotions were truly saying about life. Without music constantly on while working, I found that in such silence, I was way more productive. While writing a sermon or an article in silence, it was as if entire themes or outlines and sentences would easily rise to the front of my mind. As if these thoughts were were not from myself, but something deep within me. And I was able to hear these words in new ways. I'm not one for usually hearing voices, but in my years of, as a Christian, I, I never really felt I heard a direct word from God. You know, something like a booming voice from the heavens that somewhat sounds like James Earl Jones saying something like, Nathan, 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 Nathan. That's an echo, by the way. That rarely, if ever, ever happened to me. But the more I practiced silence, the more I felt words from God would bubble up in my mind. Out of the blue, phrases or images would come into my mind that I knew were not from my own thoughts. I mean, they were way too random or way too profound for me to come up with. I'm not, I'm not even entirely sure how to describe it other than there's this great sense and awareness that something happened in the silence. There's a Catholic priest and a champion for centering prayer. His name is Thomas Keating, and he describes such mental workouts in silence with this great analogy that helped me in my moments of silence and my moments of centering prayer, which we'll talk about in another episode. But he uses the imagery of a river in which random thoughts are boats heading downstream. And with so many boats floating down the river, for for us who are trying to experience silence, it can be difficult to see the flow of the water. And we get distracted by a thought or emotion And so Keating encourages us, when that happens, to acknowledge the distraction and then simply let that thought or that idea float down the river, just like a a barge or a boat, and let it float out of our mind. This then allows our minds to quiet down and to return to being present in that silence. Now, silence is imperative for the spiritual life, something that I didn't realize, something that I wasn't taught. And it's essential for so many faith traditions. Yet, as I looked over my life, I I thought back, and I don't think I ever went to a church service or a Bible study where silence was prioritized. I never heard a, a Sunday morning sermon about the importance of silence. I never was led to experience silence, an extended, prolonged amount of silence in a church service or a church event, ever. I mean, some churches... Some church services leave your ears actually ringing. I mean, we registered our worship songs to see how loud they were with one of those machines, you know, that tells you how many decibels things are. But depending on where you attend, I mean, it could be either from the worship band or the yelling of the preacher. Churches can be loud. And churches rarely have silence for any extended amount of time. And I think more and more that our churches are doing a disservice to its people since we already live in such a noisy world. The way they are just adding to the noise instead of creating space for silence to hear from the divine. Recently, I started a a Sunday evening worship service for a group of students on a college campus. And in every service, we incorporate anywhere from five minutes to 20, 25 minutes of silence. Sometimes this is a guided time of silence and we give prompts for ways to think or ways to pray. Other times it's simply 
extended silence and space for God to speak into the souls of us who are waiting in silence. A verse we use to frame this is, for God alone my soul in silence waits. And so we sit in silence and we wait. And what's been interesting to me is that students uh, that have attended the service rave about this aspect of the service. They crave the silence, actually. And in those moments, they can get away from social media and text messages and Snapchats and notifications, and they can simply try and be. Their thoughts can settle. Their anxiety lessens. There's no interruptions, no pressure from the outside world. There's no music. There's just stillness and there's silence. And it becomes a calming and refreshing moment of our week. Silence does more than simply allows our mind to settle down. It allows us to become better listeners in conversation. It can refresh our souls, calm our anxiety. It trains us to trust our thoughts and better handle our emotions. It even enables us to have greater compassion on others and upon ourselves. Yet more than that, silence enables us to be present to the one who is always present to us. It creates a space for us to be still and hear that still, small voice of the divine. It allows us to open ourselves up to God so God might do a transforming work in us. It's something ancient, something uh, that we often don't do today, but it's something uh, that has a radical ability to transform our lives. Now, there are many benefits to silence. But the benefits won't occur from silence unless we actually practice silence. Transformation uh, would happen, wouldn't happen unless we practice elements of contemplative spirituality. We can talk about silence or we can experience silence. So I want to encourage you to embrace silence by setting aside 5, 10, 15 minutes a day in your schedule. Make it a priority. For me, I try to schedule 10 minutes into my work calendar uh, every single day that I try to find a place to sit comfortably, and for you as well, find a place where you can sit comfortably and not be distracted by your phone or by email or any other notifications. You can set a timer if you want for 10 minutes uh, so you know when, those, when that moment of silence is up. If you want to do this, I encourage you to sit comfortably. Start by taking a few deep breaths to calm your mind. Breathing has an ability to lower our heart rate, uh, and calm our anxiety. So ease yourself into silence by taking a few deep breaths in and out. You may want to start with a short prayer, such as, for God, my, for God, my soul in silence waits. I often begin my moments of silence, my sessions of silence, simply by saying, Lord, meet me in the silence. And as you enter into silence, don't be discouraged by any random thoughts that might pipe, pop into your head, uh, it might seem as if their thoughts are relentless in trying to distract you, and they will. Yet when those thoughts come, simply notice them, acknowledge them, use the river analogy, let those thoughts pass downstream, and return to your silence. If you want to use more of a, a structured uh, silence time, you can recite Psalm 4610. That's a, a great well-known psalm that many people have used uh, as they sit in silence. The verse says, be still and know that I am God. So as needed, speak it to your soul as a reminder of the sacredness of this silence. Be still and know that I am God. Some people uh, encourage the reciting of the prayers as, 
as follows, and I'll read it. My spiritual director for many years, his name is Stan, great guy. He led me through this multiple times, but this is the way he would often read the prayer. He would say, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. When your silence ends, when your timer goes off, uh, I encourage you, don't rush back into your day. Take a moment to notice how your body feels. Notice how your mind is. If there are still thoughts running around. Be aware of any other senses that you have. You may want to uh, briefly say a prayer of thanks, such as thanks be to God. Or you may want to recite the Lord's Prayer as a way to end your silence. But as you go back into your day or onto your next task or uh, accomplishment that you need to, to do during the day, be aware of your body. Be aware of what's different. Are you moving at a different pace? Do you feel less stressed? Do you sense more peace? And you may want to consider incorporating silence into other areas of your day. You might want to experience, experiment with this. You might want to use your commute as a space for silence instead of listening to music or podcast, except this one. You should always listen to this one. Um, but turn off podcasts or NPR or the radio. You can try eating a meal in silence without using your phone. No email, no work. Just incorporate silence into your day. Maybe if you're really bold, you want to spend a whole hour in silence, go for a hike, leave your phone at home, go for a long drive even. For some of you, you might want to rent a room at a monastery and spend the day in silence. Experiment with silence. Uh, journal, take notes of what it's like for you, how it makes you feel, and if you sense God's presence during the silence. My guess is eventually you will. Now that we've talked about silence, I want to give you space to practice silence. So with busy schedules and kids running around, it can be hard to find a time for silence. So I'm going to provide it for you now in this episode. Uh, I just want you to continue to let this episode play. Wherever you are, uh, may it draw you into God's presence. May you enjoy it. May it bring you peace. What we'll do is a, a chime will invite you into the silence. At that chime, feel free to close your eyes unless you're driving or walking. Don't do that one. Uh, I'll let about 10 minutes go by and then another chime will end the silence and that chime will also end this episode. Before we get into the silence, if you want more information, I have some resources in the show notes and uh, as well as some links. Again, you can find more information on my website, nathanalbert.com. You can sign up for my newsletter and I have some resources on there as well. Again, be sure to share this podcast on social media. That helps me out a lot. And if you could write a simple short review on iTunes, again, that messes with the algorithm so more people can see it. Finally, this podcast, as I mentioned before, was created and written on Monica Land. Now, through this coming silence, may you have peace, may you have calm, and may you have happiness.